Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Uh, so let's see what we have here. So I don't, can you see that? Okay, okay. That, that's the bottom of a ship. All right, you're going, what is that? That is the bottom of a boat that's been sitting in the ocean for a long time. All right, have you ever been close to barnacles before? If you haven't, they're very sharp. I mean, it's really, but the bad thing about a barnacle is that it gets on a hole of a boat and it's, it just drags it down. It slows it down. It's less efficient, right? It ends up kind of like eating away at the very substance of the hole, right? And, and what you actually have to do is, 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 as you can see, you can see the water line right there, is the barnacles are just under the water line. So initially they're not always what we see first off, but they're under there and they actually have to be scraped off on a fairly regular basis, okay? If not, you're just gonna destroy your ship. And I thought, wow, you know what? This oftentimes, for me, I'm, I like pictures that help me to understand things, um, represents oftentimes our spiritual life. Uh, it really does, right? It's this idea of oftentimes from the waterline up, hey, you wonder what? Everybody in here, we look okay, right? There's some ups and downs, but everybody has learned, you kind of learn after a while to look okay. And then there's the waterline. And there's just like over time, like this boat, over time of being in the water and, and parking and going and all of these things, these barnacles, these little living creatures just attach, right? And you have to look under there. And, and, and what ends up happening is this, this is kind of like a normal year, really. I think 2020, that will always kind of stand out in our, in our memory for sure. But I think it was really fairly similar to all other years it just, things were heightened, things were magnified. But really in every year you have tragedy. Every year you have violence. And every year you have, you have things, but we had this huge, like everything magnified at one time, okay? And so one of the things that's really important is, as Patrick was saying this, we've got to look below the waterline a little bit and go, hold on a minute. If maybe I have these spiritual barnacles on me, Right? These things that, man, I'm just dragging. Okay? And, and, and as we look back on our year, um, you know, some of us, you may go, man, it wasn't a bad year. That's okay to say. <laughs> okay? That is quite all right to say. All right? But as with anything, okay, the trajectory of our spiritual life, when we're left alone, the trajectory of our spiritual life is not to become more zealous over time. Actually, it's meant to cool down over time. Okay, and so you look at this as you have a nice cup of tea or a nice cup of coffee. When you get up in the morning, if you like coffee and you get it and you set it there, does it get hotter as it sits there? No, absolutely not. It cools down. This is very similar. When we kind of leave ourselves alone spiritually, our natural, without anything bad going on, our natural tendency is going to be to cool down spiritually. Okay, that's the natural tendency. We even see that. I mean, think about it. As you read the New Testament, 
right? As you read even like into the book of Revelation as letters are being written to these young churches and they're being, they're, they're showing them, listen, you've lost your first love and you've forsaken this and you've forgotten about this. And, and so it's important for us to remember um, that regardless of how our year went, all right, with an unattended to spiritual life, will cool down even if nothing is going wrong. All right, it's very important for us to keep in mind that that, that is the normal trajectory is to cool down, okay? Some of you may be familiar with this quote, okay? I didn't put the picture of the guy up there, but if you're a uh, Lord of the Rings fan, uh, Bilbo, I feel thin, sort of stretched like butter scraped over too much toast. All right, that's... <laughs> You know, there are certain things you hear. If you've never heard or watched Lord of the Rings, you're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard before. And, and at the same time, you're thinking, I'd love a piece of toast. OK, uh, but the, you, you read that and you're like, I understand what he's talking about. <laughs> like, I get it. I remember the first time I heard it. I'm like, wow, that really can describe. You ever felt that way before where you just get stretched so thin? You know, and, and you can go home and do this. Make a piece of toast, put a little butter on it. You try to scrape more butter over it. It just doesn't move. Okay, you just can't do it. It's stretched too thin. I think there's a lot of us that this is how we're feeling right now. Okay, and again, my my point isn't to say that what you have done is good or bad, right or wrong. Okay, but it's this idea of really getting into this point of of how is my spiritual health right now? How how has the year treated me? All right, like, like what's in need? What are the barnacles that are going to need to be scraped off, right? It, it's interesting because I think coming out of 2020, um, we would say moving forward, if we were to have like just a general um, kind of a, a, just a questionnaire put out and, and we were to ask, what do you think is the greatest enemy? What do you think the greatest um, kind of hurdle for the church will be? this year coming up, well, that hurdle doesn't ever change. I think in our minds, we think it's like whatever the social issue is of the day. Like we think, oh man, what's really going to be tough is what if they take away our freedom? What if this president does whatever? What if this virus does such and such? What if this injustice continues? And we think those are what's going to plague the church, but it's not what's going to plague the church. Right. What, what we really have to understand what's going to plague the church has been the same thing that has always been the deadly enemy. Right. Is Christians who are parched and dying and not flourishing and not joyful. Right. Is, is that's the danger is the world looking at the church and going, it's no different. There's nothing different there. Like they're just as stressed and they're just as anxious and they're just as miserable and they're just as all of these things, right? And this is the thing, whether it's like this worn out pair of sneakers or this parched desert or this dying garden, all right? That, that really is what the challenge is going to be everywhere, for disciples everywhere, right? Is that, is we can't be okay with this and go, you know what? I might be really parched spiritually, but I'm really, I'm going to church though. <laughs> because we're forgetting what that means. We're forgetting what it means to, to come and be a part of a community of not just being refreshed, but refreshing others and challenging one another. All right. It's not just magical attendance that makes us healthy. Right. And so this is really, I want us to 
to have in our scopes this, this idea of what really will be the challenge for me and you as ambassadors of Jesus. Because right? we're following a king. Remember this. We're following a king that he never, when people saw Jesus, they didn't go, man, he's, he handles things the same way we handle things. They, they didn't say that. Okay, we're following him. All right. And remember last year, we spent the year talking about being trained by Jesus. And really our, our goal was this idea of having a humble posture towards Jesus and remembering that being a Christian is being his apprentice. Okay, it's that idea of we're always going to be apprentices. We're not going to take his place. Uh, but the requirement of humility and taking his words and, and learning that. Remember, we were there, there this last year. And, and we're going to transition this year a little bit, okay? Um, some of you guys, uh, well, I don't know. How, how many people have, have you restored a car? I know Ben has restored a car before. You've restored one, right? Anybody else? I don't know. I mean, do people love, do you, do you enjoy restoring things? I'll, I'll tell you this. This is where, <laughs> this is where, this is, you, you guys are going to have to help me with this, okay? Is, I am wasting time in my life because I have found these videos on Facebook of like these time lapse videos of like restoring things. So like you see this rotten old car and then you watch for like five minutes while the guy like, does anybody, you watch those too? Or, <laughs> you know, it might be furniture, it might be a car, it might be something. And I'm mesmerized by it. And it, it's absolutely, I don't know, there's something that, that just is like, wow, this is, this feels like a little bit of a massage here, you know. Uh, but there's something about this, okay? If, if, if we had this, or you may be going, that, Keith, that's what I look like spiritually. <laughs> okay, you may go, I don't like Ford Mustangs. Okay, you might be more of a Pinto person. You might be more of a truck person. You might be more of a Camaro person. I don't know. But having this idea and you look at that and go, okay, hey, let's take some, let's evaluate this. But there's something about this. This is one of my favorite things about God himself, right? Is you look at this and here's the truth of the matter is, is I think even for the most shy and the most insecure of us, we still kind of feel okay about how we look. All right, I know you go, no, 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 I never do, Keith, I never do. But, but we keep looking at ourselves. I mean, it's not so revolting that we've stopped looking in mirrors. Okay, and I think oftentimes look, but we're clean, like we we look good on the outside. And oftentimes God has said, no, no, I, my church is actually this junkyard of these cars that have been beat up and rejected and neglected and kind of left out there in pasture. And, and God is like, I've got this really great plan is I'm going to take these things that nobody else wants and they're going to look beautiful. OK, you're going to look at that and go, that thing is worth nothing. All right. And that and that's us. That's a really good thing. That's the positive thing about taking a good inventory and being honest is not because it, we get to see God going. I'm in the business of restoration. Right. I am in this business. OK. Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 31. I will fully satisfy the need satisfy the needs of those who are weary and fully refresh the souls of those who are faint. OK. Don't you love that about God? You know, think about it. Our culture tends to be like, like especially here in, in a university town, a lot of kind of athletic 
a lot of our, our lives surround athletics and sports and competition and these things. Could you imagine, I mean, this is not good coaching, right? It's kind of like you get tired, we're going to push you more. <laughs> You're feeling weak, you're going to push harder. He's going, man, I'm going to satisfy the needs of the weary. I'm going I'm to refresh the souls of those who are faint. All right, that, that's good news. All right, that's, that's really good news. This is one we're very familiar with, Psalm 51. God, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit. All right, I, I want you to think about this as God taking us from this junker to how we were originally built. All right, coming right off the line. Okay, and we have a God that's telling us, listen, when you're faint, I'll restore you. I'll refresh you. Okay. You have, you have David here, and I think we've all related to his words at some point. Yeah. Have you ever related to these words? Where you've just prayed, pray, Father, please renew a steadfast spirit in me. All right, we can, we can relate to what David is saying right here. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and give me a willing spirit. Right? Is that something that you could pray if you're sitting down with Jesus right now? Would that be something you would ask him for? Is, is, you know, restore the joy of your salvation to me. Right? Make me willing. Okay? I, I think we can relate to this on a lot of different levels. There's this word that I want us to... Really kind of just sit down. I know a couple years ago, like my thing was marinating in God's word. And I just love that so much. But I know we just, you know, but we just want to soak this up, okay? If you want to marinate in it, that's okay too. But this idea of renew, renewal, being renewed, all right? It's this idea of giving fresh life to something, all right? Reviving something, all right. This is a really interesting word as we kind of navigate our way through the Bible. This is it right here. This is what it looks like in Greek. All right. And here's the interesting thing about this word. This word is a process. Okay. Isn't that, isn't that great that, that there's a process going on? You don't know what though, but we don't do process very well. We don't really do process very well. We'd, we'd, we'd be tough. It'd be tough in our day to be a farmer, right? Because look at what we do. Look at what we do now to grow things. Like we have to like artificially fill them with things and like, you know, animals and, and, and crops and all these things because, because it's not enough to just wait for the process to be completed, right? And here's the interesting thing is, is God actually said, no, actually there is a process, and my people need to trust that process, okay? Titus 3, let's look at this for a second here, okay? Titus 3, verse 4, But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but on the basis of His mercy, through the washing of the new birth and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us in full measure through Jesus Christ, our Savior. All right, here's the interesting thing, okay, is there's this concept, and it's a concept in a couple of places in the Bible. 
It's the idea of, of now and not yet. Okay, what do I mean by that? Okay, if we're a process, does that mean we still have sin? Does that mean that we're still like, like, the, like God can't really have a relationship with us? Saying, no, I can fully regenerate you and wash your sins away. All right, so you are perfectly clean, okay? You come out of the waters of baptism clean and still in need of this process of renewal and restoration, all right? God says both of these can be happening together. In fact, the one allows the other process, okay? And so you see this renewing isn't something for us to do. It isn't for us to decide that, okay, I'm doing this, all right? More than anything, we're going to be looking at some verses that hopefully help us to understand how to get out of God's way. Okay, so in the restoration process, we're oftentimes maybe that guy that's just all over the place and God's going, if you just get out of the way, I could kind of help you out here. Okay, because I would bet you all of us, if we took a look at every year of our life, we would see the really rough times oftentimes have to do with us getting in his way. <laughs> right? It's, it's us. He's telling us, right, how to live and how to, how to be a certain way. And, and we get in there and we want to take control Right. And so there's this process. So this year we've got to think about that is, am I committed to this process of renewal? Am I committed? Am I really going to buy into what Jesus teaches about this process? Right. This process of restoration, not just snap your fingers. And unfortunately, I think that's what we think of as Christians. We think, oh, man, I, I got to make myself look like the brand new Ford Mustang. And go, no, man, I, you know what I got on me? Rust and dense, and I got ripped seats, and I got a radio that doesn't work, and I got all these things, okay? And the point isn't, okay, hey, that's okay to stay that way. It's this idea of being a part of this process of restoration, okay? Second Corinthians 4, I love this, okay? These are some verses, guys, we're going to be tired of hearing after a while, okay? Because they're going to be, hopefully, just, just, we're going to hear them so often. Therefore, we don't despair. Okay, this is the chapter in 2 Corinthians 4 that treasure in jars of clay, right? It's, we're, we're like these very fragile jars and, uh, and, and this whole idea of we can be in despair and we can be perplexed and we can be like just under attack and not be destroyed. Okay, that's this chapter. And Paul writes, therefore, we don't despair, but even if our physical body is wearing away, our inner person is being renewed day by day. All right, so here's the deal. Since the day you were baptized into Jesus, you made Jesus Lord of your life, there has been a process going on. It's going on this second right now. It's not stopped. But here's the problem is when we don't understand this, when we're not like understanding this is going on, then we don't have any idea when we are getting in the way. We, we don't understand. And, and again, me and you, I know this about me. I'm my own worst enemy. I, I'm my own worst enemy. Okay, it isn't anybody else. It's not any circumstance, not any person. It's not any unfair treatment. All right, it's, it's me, okay? And so this verse right here, this idea of going, you know what's awesome about Jesus? He put a Holy Spirit in us that's on this it, continually. When you're asleep, you're being renewed. All right. On the outside, heck no. You know that as you get older. Listen, I'm like 30 years old, right? And I'm feeling it a little bit. 
Okay. But, but here's the thing. Seriously, though. <laughs> As you get older, you start to feel it a little bit. You start to get a little bit sore and creaky. He's not talking about the outside. He's saying, listen, here's the deal. Here's the don't despair. Okay, don't, if you were to sit here, how great would it be if Jesus were to sit next to you and say, hey, listen, don't despair. Yeah, you have been pressured. You have been perplexed. You have been, had all of these things going on in your life. But remember this, not crushed. Okay, don't despair. Right, because here's the thing. And, and these are the things, listen, we've got to soak in this stuff. All right, not just go past it. Not go, oh, but, but, but Keith, it doesn't tell me anything to do. No, no, this is a truth we have to like embody. Of knowing, let me just sit here and, and, and let me just soak in this in a way that I'm going, this is the coolest thing in the world that right now God, the Father, is working inside of me. That is the awesomest thing in the world. I'm going, how is that? Right, but, but if we don't stop, and think, how amazing is this, this renewal process, day by day by day. We're going to come back to this, but Isaiah 40, I know a number of you guys love this verse. Even youths get tired and weary, even strong young men clumsily stumble. But those who wait for the Lord's help find renewed strength. They rise up as if they had eagle's wings. They run without growing weary. They walk without getting tired. Okay. Now, here's the interesting thing. A lot of these passages, they say really good things. They really do. Okay. And, and to our ear, initially, there's this idea of connection of going, I love that. I like what that says. All right. But here's the thing is, it's the, the Bible wasn't put together to just be this like book full of like quotable quotes. For us to like just use uh, to make us like have this feel good thing. We do that with scripture sometimes, right? It's kind of like, here's what we wouldn't do, right? When you're really, 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 really thirsty, you know, you don't go to the hose and spray yourself down with the hose and get refreshed, okay? You drink it. You let it go inside of you, okay? Because that's where the work happens, all right? Sometimes we do that with the Bible, Right. We take the Bible and it's just like we slather it on superficially. Instead of going, hold on a minute, this is actually meant to be a reality that we live. Okay. Okay. So, so the goal is that we should feel like a failure if we don't, right? No. <laughs> no, that's not it. It's this idea of this is the process of maturity. This is a process of continually growing and changing and being transformed so that this becomes more and more and more a part of who we are, all right? In a way that's unexplainable. Not in a way because, because you're type A, not because you're more organized, but this unexplainable renewal of strength, right? Is, is this like, could, you imagine, could you imagine just being so strong and vibrant that, that, that people would go, man, that dude is like he's got eagle's wings. <laughs> Run without growing weary. So here's the thing, how you test that today, go and run like three miles today. <laughs> we'll understand this more, all right? <laughs> wow, that's a tough one, okay? But keeping in mind, right, there's not a lot of mind-blowing things about these scriptures other than this idea of we have to really let them sink in and soak them in to know this God who we're following and what he's doing in our lives, right? 
Psalm 119, my soul dissolves because of grief. Renew and strengthen me according to your word. And, and hey, man, right there, th that's the deal, okay? Because hopefully you begin connecting dots. There's different things that each of us are going to need renewal in. There may be relationships that need to be renewed, all right? It, it may be your own habit of being in God's word needs to be renewed, okay? It might be a prayer life that needs to be renewed. It might be a, a purity that needs to be renewed, all right? There, there's, there's something. We're going to talk more and more about this, okay? But, but here's the interesting thing is, is the, the greatest the thing that's going to fool us is to think that we can just do this without the word of God. That's going to fool us. All right. Because God is going, no, I have the entire thing written out right here of restoration, of renewal. It's right here. All right. So this isn't an exercise in being a monk. Okay. This is an exercise of, of taking the God's word and going, okay, I'm just not going to read it like a normal book anymore. I'm going to renew this. And you want to know what? It might not have just been last year that did it to you. All right. You may look back at your life as a disciple and you think, man, I used to be so much more passionate. Man, I used to be so much more into this. I used to be so much more convicted about sin. I used to be, okay, those, the used to be's are what we need to renew. Man, I used to be so, like, focused on being a disciple maker. Then let's have some renewal as a disciple maker. All right, let's have some renewal. Maybe it's repent. There's so many. And, and we're going to continue to talk about these more and more. But I want to put this on our radar because everybody is, you've got some things that need renewal. The good news is God is all about that. All right, he is all about that. That's good news right there. You know, you look at that, that, that that's sweet. <laughs> Boy, um, that, you know, what, whether, you know, you, you might sit there and go, I don't like Fords. <laughs> I don't like, okay. Hey, listen, you're getting in God's way. All right. <laughs> We're not trying to say a Ford is better than anything else. All right. I'm just saying is this restoration. OK, is is do you have any kind of vision in your mind of what a restored, renewed version of you is here? All right. If, if you haven't thought about that at all. And again, we're not talking about turning you into something else. We're not talking about God saying you started as a Mustang and we're going to turn you into, you know, a four wheel drive pickup truck. No, 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 man. You came off the line. Everybody, you came off the line. God created you and said, this is good. OK, in, in perfect form. That's what's that's what's so incredible about the first chapter of Genesis is it is right off the line. This is perfect, all right? God created man, and it was very good. But if we don't take any time to consider, and again, not the exterior, but what does a renewed interior look like, all right? Completely renewed, completely brand new, looking at things in a completely different way. Maybe it's renewed honesty. Maybe it's renewed courage. It can be a lot of different things.
This is going to be our word for 2021. As a church, this is going to be our word, renew. That's going to think we're going to keep going back to and connecting to is this idea of renewal. Not because it's just this word. There's a lot of synonyms to this word in the Bible. Transformed, restored, refinished, refurbished, all of these things. Okay, this is what we're going to together walk through. Now, at the end of the year, is it going to be we're going to look like that awesome Mustang? It's going to look better. Okay, you're going to be able to look and go, man, you want to know what? There's some works has been done. God, God has done some things, man. I've got the, you know, the rust sanded off, whatever that is, okay? Um, we're going to really be taking this. This is going to be what we focus on in our 21-day fast, is this idea of renew, all right? Of, of bringing back and being made fresh again. Turn over to Isaiah 40, because we're going to finish with this. Isaiah chapter 40, and I would encourage you again, this is... Um, uh, man, this, let me just tell you, it's hard to beat Isaiah 40. Okay, it really, really is. But here's the little thing I'm going to leave with us. All right, little thing you're going to keep, well, where do I start? Where can I start with this, Keith? All right, here's the start. Oftentimes what ends up happening is, is we're getting in God's way because we think God is little. Like we think we can. We think like he's just like us and we're pushing him around. And in our minds, that's what happens over time. We make God more like us. Okay, and if we don't remember, like right off the bat, if we're not like engaging and understanding the enormity of God, then we're going to continue getting in his way. And this won't matter. All right. This year won't matter. And this idea won't matter. Okay. I love Isaiah 40 because it gives us some food for thought. Okay. So let's look here. We're going to we're going to jump down and I want you to pay attention um, to the questions that are asked, okay? And so we're going to start in, um, I think that's verse 9. Zion, herald of good news, go up on a mountain. Uh, Jerusalem, herald of good news, raise your voice loudly. Raise it, don't be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with strength and his power establishes his rule. His reward is with him and his gifts accompany him. He protects his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them in the fold of his garment. He gently leads those that are nursing. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hands or marked off the heavens? All right, that's hopefully we pay attention to this question. All right. Is, is this idea of who has done that? If you can think of all the water measured right there in the hollow of your hand or, or marked off the heavens. Right. Who, who has done that? Who has gathered the dust of the earth in a measure or weighed the mountains in a balance and the hills in the scales? OK, uh, again, these are all things we can kind of like get an idea of. If you're wondering, like how heavy a mountain is. OK. All you need to do is go home and find your garbage can and fill it with dirt and try to carry that, okay? Mountains are heavier, okay? And, and so that's the thing is, is you can't move that thing. And he's saying, man, I weigh mountains. I weigh the dust of the earth. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Who gave him counsel? Who did he consult with? Who gave him understanding and taught him the paths of justice? 
Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Look, the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They're considered as a speck of dust on the scales. He lifts up the islands like fine dust. Lebanon is not enough for fuel or its animals enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are considered by him as nothingness and emptiness. Who will you compare God with? What likeness will you compare him to? To an idol? Something that a smelter casts and a metal worker plates with gold and makes silver welds for it? To one who shapes a pedestal choosing wood that does not rot? He looks for a skilled, scra- uh, skilled craftsman to set up an idol that will not fall over. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been declared to you from the beginning? Haven't you considered the foundations of the earth? God is enthroned above the circle of the earth. Its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like thin cloth and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He reduces princes to nothing and makes judges of the earth irrational. They are barely planted, barely sown. Their stem hardly takes root in the ground. When he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind carries them away like stubble. Who will you compare me to and who is my equal? Asked the Holy One. Look up and see. Who created these? He brings the starry host by number. He calls them all by name because of his great power and strength. Not one of them is missing. Jacob, why do you say, and Israel, why do you assert, my way is hidden from the Lord and my claim is ignored by my God? Don't you know? Haven't you heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youths may faint and grow weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. That, that, that is just chock full of, of so much goodness right there. Um, if there's a part here, what would I say is my favorite? I love here at the end. He says he never grows faint or weary. God doesn't need a nap. He doesn't stop. He's perfect. I love that. We're being renewed day by day. And it may be, here's the thing that may be renewed. You may need to look at your life and go, I need to renew my salvation even. All right, we're going to take a look at these things. But hopefully Isaiah 40 is a starting point for us where we're going, man, who can I compare? Who on earth is like God? Who, who is the, the perfect person of renewal and restoration? Who is, the, who is the author of what we're talking about here? And there's no comparison.